Thanks for joining us today on Behind the Bowtie. Today, got a great friend, business mentor, and probably one of the most favorite personalities that I get to hang with on a probably monthly basis, uh, Mr. Roger Jepson. Hey, thanks for being on here, Roger. What inspires you to live your life to the fullest, day in and day out? Um, I've always been a very wanted to live life to its fullest type individual. I'm, uh, you know, in my 40s, and people wouldn't think that by looking at me, which is good. If I take off this hat, you're going to see 40. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been into a lot of different things in terms of life. You know, I like to try a little bit of everything in life. Um, it's just unique and interesting. So, you know, I've been into action sports my whole life skate I still skateboard I still dirt bike I do I love to go surfing and kiteboarding and so I think about a lot of me growing up and being in sports from football to tennis to soccer and just trying a little of everything has really led me to where I am to, I think today you know what I mean mm -hmm. um and another big part of that is you know my 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 mother who passed mm -hmm. um about a year and a half ago it's going to be two years this year Sorry to hear about that. Um, yeah, it's all right. Um, it's just life. It's just life. Life changes you. And that was mm -hmm. definitely, I think, a pivoting moment for me that made me reflect on how, what I've done to this date, you know, because um, she's like my best friend. So, um, and losing your best friend is definitely challenging and it's a hard thing to accept. Right. Um, so I was angry and mad about that. But at the same time, I think it's really, it's really turned me into to what I'm doing now in life and that's enjoying every single minute of life that I can so um, getting everything out of life um, you know it's turned me to take that bucket list we all have bucket lists right yeah for sure um, do you have a bucket list I'm sure I do um, do you ever check anything off the list I, I try every I do have goals and then I have a bucket list I reevaluate re uh, once a year yeah, so I'm actually checking stuff off those lists. Like, hey, you know, I've got a friend who's a fellow pilot, which is part of the goal, our bucket list. Um, he's a pilot, and his one of his bucket lists is to get a is to get a helicopter ride, and or maybe that rating um, in terms of flying. So, um, ever since that happened, I'm just trying to check those off the list before I go, because that's part of, you know, making sure I get everything out of life while I'm here mm -hmm. that I can, and then leaving that impression on other people. Um, before I go so um, part of that bucket list I, you know pilot license why not it's on the list check it off so been a pilot for three months it took eight months to get the license and it's just a, it's just a starting point of, of aviation in my in my life I guess you know um, next bucket list item is uh, is to take the family on an exotic vacation somewhere go somewhere together as a family you know go to Alaska look at the animals and you know, do things like that. But is that where you guys want to go, Alaska? I'd, I'd like to go to Alaska. My wife's been to Alaska uh, on one occasion, and she actually flew like a bush pilot plane with her boyfriend at the time out in the middle of nowhere, and they got dropped off and camped for a whole week with nothing. So that's kind of cool. That like, I'd be, love to do yeah, that. Yeah, that would be very cool. Um, so I think doing that would be the, uh, you know another one of those items. But you really inspire me on your story, though, about living a lot to you. It's for us. When you got yeah. your pilot's license and everything, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is running a business. I think we sat down together, and yeah. I said, I'm going to do this. And you're like, you're going to do that? Yeah. And I did it. And you did it. And you did it within eight months. Yeah. You didn't procrastinate. No. You got it done. You moved forward. And th 
that really inspires me because I feel like in the society we live in, at mm-hmm. times we're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go change the laundry. Oh, just right after this commercial or after this game or so yeah. on and so forth. It may take a while to even get done or the next day. We push things back as human right. beings. Mm-hmm. And one thing I saw when we originally sat down and talked about that, you, you said, yeah, I'm going to get your pilot license. And I saw that fire in your eyes and in your in your mm-hmm. heart and soul. And I know your mom inspired you on that. And yeah. that was kind of neat because you're like, nothing's going to hold me back. I'm going to get this done. And you did. And yeah. I've been in the plane with you twice. And yeah, yeah thanks for letting me ride with you. That's it's kind of been a cool experience more yeah. than anything. I think it's just living today for today. Mm-hmm. I don't live for tomorrow. You live for today because it could be over tomorrow. You just don't know. Don't take things for granted. So I know flying a plane doesn't help my odds, but <laughs> 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 but I think I'm a pretty darn good pilot. So I think you are as well. But yeah, kind of going back to living life to its fullest, mm-hmm. and and that kind of goes into this. About leaving a legacy yeah what do you, what does that look like for you your family your co-workers how do you how do you want them to remember really, Roger I don't think people really focus on that in life you know I don't think that's like people just go to work and they work and they go home and they got a job and they retire and they just lose I think they lose sight with life and mm-hmm. what they're doing in life and what their meaning and purpose is right again a big part of that is losing a significant other really motivated me mm-hmm. to do that to change that aspect of my life. But I think leaving a legacy, the, you know, getting your pilot license again, it's a great example of determination. I mean, that's not an easy feat to get. Um, not at all. You know, there's, it's only, there's only 0.2% of the population that actually can say that they're a private pilot and they just don't let anybody go fly a plane anymore. So I think by doing that course and going through that experience, you know, that's working the, job that I have you know now which is busy and it's 24 7 all the time and incorporating all the training aspects behind that you know um, on a nightly basis you're showing your kids and your significant others that you're you know raising my two kids especially is important Mm -hmm. they're seeing all that dedication and effort that is being put into that you know they may complain a lot like oh my gosh he's studying again you know, or he's flying again, and, mm-hmm. and it was a hard eight months, but I think at the end result of that, that they see this, you know, smile on my face and how happy I am that I did do that and that it can lead to other things in life, you know? I can right. dig aviation a whole different way, you know? And I think you lead a good example by being a father, a husband, for, for your kids there, and motivating them is like, oh my gosh, I see my dad just going to work every single day, providing <clears throat> for us, mm-hmm. studying to better his situation, our situation as well and then never quitting you know and yeah. I can only imagine was there some trials and tribulations like on just focusing your time and energy on working your your day job which never stops in my eyes yeah you're always on call 24 7 and then getting your pilot's license too was was there a time where you're like oh my gosh this is overwhelming or a lot of times overwhelming because you're managing two very busy busy aspects of your life we work majority of our life you know, we have our work family and mm-hmm. we have our home family. Yeah. And you throw anything into the mix of that, it's difficult. It is know? difficult, yeah. Um, so there are definitely moments I've had in the, you know, process of that, that it's, I've like almost broken down, you know, like I can't do this. There's mm-hmm. no way I can do this. I can do it. I did it. You, you know, you it. just got to yeah. dig deep. Um, you just say, yes, 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 I can. And 
just keep trying, you know? What advice would you give someone that's going through the same situation where they feel like you're at your breaking point in life? I feel like we all go through that. Ne- never say you can't. You say you can. I say it all the time. I preach it. Never say you can't. Say you can. And just be you. Mm-hmm. And be just good be at yourself. being you. And be yourself. And you ain't going to get along with everybody in life, you know, but just that's part of leaving that legacy too, I think. It's mm-hmm. just being you and who you are and not being afraid to try and do. I have a hashtag I use all the time. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, it's a Nike thing, so I'm kind of not stealing that. But <laughs> um, but it's, it says a lot. That's, I think, why they yep. do that because they're just, just do it. Why not? Just try it. You know, I think that goes in business too. Mm-hmm. You got to try things and things that, you know, if you don't try, you don't know if it works or it doesn't. And I think that's been some of my best life lessons. Just do it, figure it out, and mm-hmm. kind of being thrown into the fire. I know we've used that analogy or to the wolves, but yeah, a you're, lot. You're, you're going to survive. You're going to figure it out on how to get through it, or you're going to get eaten up. Does mm-hmm. that eaten up ever happen? Really? Probably not. Maybe one percent, maybe one five percent, but I don't think much though, because yeah. as human beings. We are pride people. Mm-hmm. We don't want to fail. We want to be successful. We do. So, yeah, and leaving a legacy, I think that comes to it too. Because when you think about leaving this earth, is you want to leave a mark where people are like, "Dang, man, that guy really did it." You know, mm-hmm. like happy, joyful. You know, every situation and even a bad situation, make it a good situation. There's never you should never hate anybody. That's a hard word to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and you should never dislike anybody and through experiences of life sure we run around across people where it's like man i don't like that dude at all or her right and it's like it's not it's not worth the effort to feel that way it's just yeah it is what it is you know it's never i'm never you never want to hate on anybody i don't think in life you just need to it just to grasp i guess um not grasp but um just embrace the mm-hmm. moment yeah of what it is that's going on and move on you know live life in the moment yeah while we were just visiting here i thought of the um, former Rutgers coach Jimmy Balbano uh-huh. um, he had cancer and everything passed away but w- one thing I remember when he did his famous ESPN speech he was like if you cry if you laugh <laughs> and and if you frown that's a hell of a day that's a great day if you think about because of all the emotions and I try to make my I try to standard my day kind of similar to that too and kind of what he says because like yeah you're compassionate you mm-hmm. may talk to someone and they may just have a crappy day and everything and they may just want to vent with you or vent to you mm-hmm. cry and you may cry with them or you may smile you may laugh you may joke but man if you think about that that's a yeah that's a pretty remarkable day and that's kind of going back to leaving a legacy i hope people have good things and they're like oh my gosh that guy made just an impression on my life. If I if I can change one person's life, man, that that would be an honor and a blessing. Yeah, I don't try to have a bad day. I try to have a good day every day. I guess you know. Everybody has their moments, but what what gets your day going? To have that positive attitude, do you just wake up? Life. Yeah. Being able to breathe. Being able to do something the next day. Mm-hmm. Being able to go fly a plane. I, I think every day when I wake up and I'm able to get out of bed and breathe and have good energy, I'm like, hey, 
can always be worse. <laughs> Open my eyes and I see something, that's great. It means we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, that is a good thing. Uh, but I got another bucket list item, too, after this little trip. What's that took. bucket list? It's time uh, to get that helicopter rating. You can do the helicopter? Why not? Because just last week you were on vacation and everything. Uh-huh. Is that kind of what inspired that? Uh-huh. And it's great, too, because, you know, taking I took my uh, oldest boy with me, and he's never been on a helicopter before. And so he knows I've gone through all this. So I could technically, that same guy that is flying that helicopter has the same licensing that I have to do that. He just has a rating to be able to fly that type of aircraft. So I told my kid, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to fly a helicopter? And he's like, yeah, can we get one? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> someday. <laughs> That would be cool. Maybe someday, but yeah. How how long does it take for certification to fly a helicopter, and how different is <clears throat> flying a helicopter compared to Totally different. I would think so. It's day, probably It's very challenging night. from a pilot to go to a rotorcraft, for sure. It's, uh, you know, they say it's a, a 30 to 40 hours of, you know, cockpit time to really train and understand and everything, and you got to learn all the, their instruments are fairly the same, but mm-hmm. the whole concept is completely different. You know, I can only imagine. Yeah, and a helicopter's smaller, right, inside yeah. than a air airplane. But less so. people die in it. So, less people die in a helicopter. Yeah. Well, well, because the way they're way they're structured and the way they go down, there's better chance to survive. There's a better survival rate, which is, I don't know why we're talking about that. But <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good fact because that's one, a good reason to yeah. get into a rotorcraft license and do that is you have a better chance if you go down to, to actually live. And an airplane, it's hard because they're just so fragile. Like if you look at a plane, there's nothing. It's like the spaceship up in space. That thin layer, mm-hmm. it's the same thing on a plane. You're you crash, you're exposing yourself immediately. And right. a lot of times we fly planes that are older mm-hmm. in nature, not brand new. And even brand new stuff tears apart real quick. So just how you lay her down, I guess. But if you lay it down good in a plane, so that makes sense. But you're living life to your fullest. So living life to the fullest. That's right. So when when's that? Well, I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable while we're on here right oh now. God. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a deadline on when you do want to get your? Rotorcraft. Rotorcraft. I have other bucket lists, other items to finish first. Okay. But I have to get my instrument, um, my instrument rating first, and that's what I'm currently working on. So, and then I'll get my commercial license after that. And then everybody's like, well, "Why? Why are you doing this? Are you going to become an airline pilot?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to be an airline. I'm just doing this because this is what I want to do when I retire. I want something fun to do that I would enjoy. I don't want to be retired and bored and laying concrete like my dad." <laughs> so. Just called me today. What are you doing? Working? What are you doing? Laying concrete? That's what you do when you retire? You lay concrete? I don't want to do that. Oh, man. Bless your dad for doing plane, that. So. And I think today was, what, 85 degrees? And yeah. you add a little humidity to that? Man, that's that's hot. I want to enjoy kind of going back to what you said, mm-hmm. your retirement. Do something you enjoy, you want to do, and then people can even look up to you and be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I want I hopefully inspire someone to if they're holding on to a dream, they're like, oh, my gosh, that guy's flying a plane? Okay, I want to – I've always wanted to try semi-pro basketball. Mm-hmm. They're going to try out. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. We're not getting any younger. Want to try out for the NFL, Johnny? 
No, I would get smashed. I would try to be a kicker, to be quite honest. I did play high school and college football, but after that, yeah, that's about it. In yeah. this world today, I would, yeah, would not be good. Um, one thing I kind of wanted to mention, too, because mm-hmm. you've kind of had your hands in a lot of different organizations. Mm-hmm. With, with all the organizations you have been, what have made – what has made you successful and all those businesses successful um, throughout throughout the years and time that you've been there? I think it's dedication to what you do. Mm-hmm. Being dedicated to what you do every day means a lot. You know, you get a job, you work at it, but are you dedicated to it? Do you like that job? You know, so right. I always try to. Been in, I've been in positions I don't like, but then you just make a position you do like, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're, it's a stepping stone in an organization, and you see another level you'd like to get to then you just need to work for that you know right um i've had my hands in the pot in a lot of different areas i guess um but i guess loving what you do is important so if you don't love what you do in an organization just move on to the next level or try something different Mm -hmm. you know um but you got to set yourself up for success and to set yourself up for success you have to you have to put in the time and you have to put in the hours i mean it doesn't come just by getting an education that's just the baseline to help you get to where you need to go but to to get that true experience you need to spend that extra time at home that's what i see a lot of people do when they come in they got a college degree and they're witty and they're super smart but they don't have that real world experience you know and i think that is way more valuable than even sometimes and even going to college today you know i think uh, that's google's big thing too you know they hire a lot of they'd rather hire someone that's you know, got more experience in trial by fire than they would somebody from that's educated, you know, because they're just giving you a for, format to follow. Right. You know. Um, dedication, though. I think that goes a long way because if you're dedicated in what you're doing in life, mm-hmm. that shows your coworkers, customer, any, anyone. It rubs off on people. It does. It can yeah. rub off in a bad way, too. Like, you're trying mm-hmm. to suck up to people, but you're just trying to do good. You're just trying to make a mark, you know, right. be seen. You know, it's like in the NFL, you know, they have training camp, right? Yeah. You get rookies that get drafted in a training camp, right? Mm-hmm. Their time to shine is training camp. Yep. And their time to shine is, is those preseason games. Now, taking into perspective today's world that we live in, they can't just show what they have. They had walking practice, I believe, this year mm-hmm. for three weeks. That doesn't give the rookie a chance to show everybody what he truly has when he's in action. Right. Some people don't perform that way. So putting yourself in a position where people recognize you, and be seen, that's what you need to do. And today, just using the NFL as an example, mm-hmm. that's a tough thing for them. I yeah. feel bad because there's potential for losing out on talent. Right. And I think with the preseason game going off with the rookies, that's mm-hmm. their time to shine mm-hmm. for someone that put in all the time and the effort. They were in the weightlifting They're room. dedicated, man. Dedicated. They're running the sprints. They're going above and beyond, not sleeping very many hours to be in the best shape that they can be. Mm-hmm. And to prove to the coaches that they could be out of veteran for that spot on that team and hopefully a roster spot to win a championship or get into the playoffs for their team. They don't right. even have that opportunity right now mm-hmm. with not having no preseason games. My heart actually cries out for them. Big time. Because you're putting in the blood, sweat, and tears for what? Nothing. And you hope that some, at least a coach sees a spark something of in you. something in you and maybe a little – Okay, I see a little bit of a star, Emmett yeah. Smith in him, or so on and so forth, Cherry Rice. I'm going to give that guy a chance. And sometimes yeah. people, you give them that chance, they'll just run with it and they'll be a superstar. 
yeah. or a rock star. It really, and that's kind of. I think that's where you're going with that in business. Mm-hmm. Is you have to show people that you you have to put yourself out there just so they see that you want it. You know. Yeah. So I've climbed many ladders that way. What What would be your favorite? job grow, growing up that you ever had like growing up Gr- growing up yeah i've done a lot of stuff johnny any fun or any things that you're like oh man like i would do that again that was <laughs> that was a cool gig it's a cool job i've done a lot so one thing growing up that i'd say that i would definitely be love to do was um yes i have worked in the healthcare industry <laughs> and um, I was precursor um, going and getting my education so that I can get into PA school. Okay. And and I don't think I'd ever want to be a doctor because there's just too much responsibility. I give a lot. Not of that to not the that a PA yeah. doesn't have the same amount, but there's just less less on them, you know. Right. Um, insurance and all that other stuff that goes hand in hand with that aspect. But I would say the probably the funniest the funnest job I've ever done and this is just a schooling thing mm-hmm. not really a job but it was because that's what's going to be my career so I guess you could consider it that yeah was um, in surgery and doing surgery on people and yeah that was probably the fun I would I would that was awesome I would I would totally jump right in the surgery room and do it again how long did you do that for um, I was on my second year so I was in clinicals and you know I was gone through I've seen things people probably don't want to see but to me it was interesting and Mm -hmm. fascinating and you're saving someone's life in the end you know you're helping them right and that's a cool reward behind there you're helping someone get in or live number one but number two back in a better situation when when they came into the operating room yeah for sure I mean taking someone's leg off is not a small feat by any means (laughs) no and then being asked to take a leg and put it in a box is a whole other conceptualized thing that is tough. But the mindset there, just kind of in your mind, would just have to be different. Mm-hmm. In that, I think that's why I watched all those mindset. ER shows when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone listening or watching this has watched like some some kind of ER show. Oh yeah, they, you would think you would nine one one or something. But it's a real deal. It's interesting. That's one thing that I would definitely, it was, I'll never forget that experience in life, ever. That is a unique experience, but I think that really sets you up, though, for other steps in your mm-hmm. career ladder throughout, throughout your life. Yeah, 100%. We kind of talked about this right before we actually came on today. I was at a, <laughs> a coffee shop Yeah. Get, getting a coffee. And um, when I was getting the coffee, I was visiting with a prospective customer, and um, this gal was getting her car detailed. And she comes in, and the gal behind the counter, super sweet gal, goes, "Man, I I like that jacket. You look really cute, really sharp in there." She goes, "Yeah, I got it at Lori Bell's." <laughs> Man, I go, "Yeah, does look good." So transitioning to that, what has made Lori Bell's Boutique and Lily and Lottie a unique? And successful business. I think it's the people behind it and and the ownership group behind it too. They have the mindset, the right mindset, and for the business, um, it's not just to get in it. Everybody's in business to make money, of course. That's right. why you're in business. But mm-hmm. I think it's the people behind it, the people aspect, um, and the innovation and aspiration to just do good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
I think a big part of their success is always wanting to give back. You know, as much as what you receive yeah. is is do a lot to give back, and that's one thing that attracted me to the organization is the fact of, you know, what they do for the community, and you know, we have a lot of we do a lot of donational aspects of things, and so we're very fortunate and very thankful for what mm -hmm. you know we have received and gotten in where we are today. And, right. But you know, the people are a big part of that. You know, our employees are yeah. ones that help us drive that continued success. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the ones behind the scenes making it all happen. They're the most important piece. The customer's always important too, but yes. the employees is people, process, and of course, profit. Taking care of your people mm -hmm. is so important out there. Yeah. yeah. But the innovation's cool and the ownership group have bright minds, so I think that's why they're successful. And giving back to the community, I, I love mm -hmm. that because I feel like, especially here in the Sioux Falls area and even the surrounding areas, a lot of business owners out there um, yeah, they worry about their profit and their business, but they worry about giving back to the community mm -hmm. on how that looks and everything. And I've never been involved in a community. I lived in Omaha before. I lived in the Colorado area. But I feel like we're really lucky to see so many folks, even when the tornado happened or mm -hmm. going through COVID right now. It's just so many business owners for fundraising events I go to. Go to. There's so many silent auction items of these local businesses. There's about 50 to 75, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, these business owners are so gracious mm -hmm. and giving back so that's key and I think you know it goes back to innovation and the product too the Lily Lottie is just another aspect of the business but that's the business thinking outside the box you know how can you be different than everybody else in the same space how do you mm -hmm. recreate yourself you know um, boutiques are everywhere and all around yeah. of course and how do you separate yourself from that you know um, our customer service is a huge part of that too you know um, the Lily and Lottie was a spinoff to that it's like how do you be different mm -hmm. than every other boutique around you know everybody else can buy the same stuff at some point somewhere right you know but how do you differentiate yourself well create a brand and um, create product that no one else can get that only you make and manufacture so getting into the clothing industry is, is and manufacturing yourself is definitely I think a really good smart move in, in and in the right direction and like you just mentioned branding your guys yourself doing your own line for Louie and Lottie you want a household name there's probably you not that want, many. We're, we're, a, we're women's fashion apparel and, you know, women's apparel and accessories type company, but, you know, we want our own products too. That may be the focal point of the whole business someday. We don't know, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we just have to see where it goes. Of course, COVID's presented a number of challenges in that whole process, and we've had a lot of stuff that has been put on hold, and and it's it's a t it's tough world right now, and especially mm -hmm. in, in – in anybody's industry you go to Best Buy and you want to buy something right right normally it's always available yes now it's hard just to get anything you go on their shelves are bare mm -hmm. you know I went into was it Macy's or the, yeah, Macy's yeah Macy's Empire Mall mm -hmm. walking through there I thought they were going out of business they didn't have anything on their racks or their shelves but coming from the fashion industry and knowing what they're going through yeah. they buy a lot of stuff they wholesale they're, they got buyers they go buy product and they're reselling stuff but just the supply chain impact has been it's been it's been insanely tough and you know we're trying to bring great products to um, our customers and quality products and that's another reason I think mm -hmm. part of our success is that you know we just don't randomly we, we do a selection process to make sure that we're giving them the best product we can you know we put a lot of time and effort to ensuring the product meets the quality and expectations that we have internally that then 
you know, our customers will better appreciate, you know, we put a lot of time into that. Mm-hmm. And especially the Lily and Lottie. If we, we've had a full production run of a product that came in and everybody has anticipated the release of that product and they're ready for it and we got it and we didn't sell it because it, it wasn't good enough. And that, that speaks to you guys so. too as a company and everything. Mm-hmm. You just don't feel confident on putting that product with your name out there because right. it, it just didn't meet your, your expectations. Yeah. And but we do that not just on Lily and Lottie. We do that on a lot of stuff we bring in. And you have your good ones and your bad ones that you get and you don't fully know. Um, but we try to have, you know, quality is important to us. So. And I think that's really, really key, though. Like you mentioned, though, quality. Like when I – my grandpa always told me this, is pay what you get. And I and that's one thing. I like to wear nice clothes because mm-hmm. I know the quality I'm buying. I got more clothes than my yeah. wife does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention this on this podcast, but I may I may be just as full as Ashley's side of, it. <laughs> <laughs> of the closet. But oh, oh, man, that's awesome. We all have – priorities and things that we like and hobbies and yeah and, and so fashion's been when you're one you always got that you always dress well hey thanks man and that's not i'm not hitting on you or anything no so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the compliment actually you know? yeah when people look at this video earlier the shirt i'm wearing today actually has a little bow tie on it i see that it does don't yeah it? so behind the bow tie we're wrapping Ooh. coming full circle now <laughs> <laughs> i see a product line coming perfect you know, maybe we can partner up on that we could maybe so <laughs> <laughs> oh man last thing i i kind of want to end end on and we've talked about this prior yeah music it's big influence to you mm-hmm. i've been to so many concerts i love music is is there one song or or even concert that has inspired you or that's really gave you your mantra on how to go about your week or month or just like man that that just fired me up i don't know <clears throat> no but i think there's many songs for that it just depends on the day yeah you know it could be shania twain no i'm just kidding don't put that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> delete <laughs> delete i, think uh, I don't think it's it. i don't have a particular song i just go with the moment you know what I mean? The day, and I'll just click, keep clicking until I find something that fits my mood, you know? Mm-hmm. I get up early in the morning at 4.45 to go work out at 5.30 in the morning and in a hot yoga room and do it for 60 minutes. And one morning it could be a chill, you know, Imagine Dragons or something like that on the way in, or it could be, a, you know, some blues, or it could be some crazy heavy metal to get my mind ready to go and wake up you know it just depends um i don't know i don't have a particular band or concert or song that really sticks out to me no that's because i I listen to everything yeah you probably listen to almost every genre i do i kind of the same way yeah i don't have like a favorite you know i will say that i was really anticipating the tool concert coming but they got canceled unfortunately are they rescheduling for next year with tool I hope still have a ticket by by the way I, I think I mentioned this before so Ashley and I we went and traveled to Scottsdale Phoenix we've been down mm-hmm. there two times we may be making a third trip love the Arizona area um, 
but when we were down there, we went into this little ghost town, and it was kind of cool. And so we go to this ghost town, and we asked like one of our waiters or waitresses, and it was actually a waitress, and she's like, um, "You should go up there. It used to be an old coal mining town, but mm-hmm. the lead singer from Tool, he he lives in the town. He even has a little bar and restaurant down the town." And I did not know when we originally spoke if it was a leasing or a tool, but I did Google it. It was. It was. So, yeah, awesome. he lives in somewhere in Arizona in this ghost town, and he actually runs a restaurant and everything. And if he's there, he'll come out and visit with you. So Yeah, that's way cool Yeah, to be that personable with people. You know what I'm saying? That is cool. And I, I think he probably lives in that kind of small town because mm-hmm. probably not that many people recognize him, and it's kind of just relaxing, just kind of what we're doing this podcast is – Shooting away and just having we a are conversation. Shooting away. shooting away. It's kind of gone everywhere. Yeah, we've gone. Business, life. It's kind of like a pinball game. A little bit. <laughs> we've been all over the place. <laughs> Anything you wanted to end with or any advice, comments, thoughts that you had in the last 30 or 45 minutes since we've been talking here? No, I just uh, appreciate your motivation to for success in life and getting the most out of it, you know? You're one that definitely wants to strive for that and I think about that a lot and that's important you know how can you be different and doing something like this is being different I appreciate you know that. Um, I guess another thing is you know if anybody has a bucket list out there and needs to complete their bucket list mm-hmm. you know don't wait till the end don't wait till you're 60 or old and retired and you can't do those fun things in life try to make an effort to make those fun things happen now while you can do them physically even you know, that's a big thing. How many things do you have on your bucket list? Um, I keep adding more, so there's like 10 right now. If someone didn't have a bucket list, what advice would you give them to start a bucket Make list? Make one. Pick one. Pick something you're passionate about that you've always wanted to do, even if it's a childhood dream. Put that dream on there. Make the dream happen. I love that. One thing I write down, and we've accomplished it. Because you, you're a goal-minded person. Mm-hmm. Totally goal-minded. You get down, you write your goals, and yep. get it. It's a great way to, to, to accomplish your days. But yeah. the bucket list thing goes. I like doing vacations, free vacations mm-hmm. annually. COVID hit. I get it. But continue doing the bucket list. One one speaker that I had the opportunity to listen to. It was actually last year in Miami. It was uh, Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. and uh, C- Celebrity Family Feud. He got the name wrong. I miss. USA that one time, but he was talking about, he had, well, it's really not a bucket list. He called it a goal board. Oh, sure. And he's like, on my goal board, I wanted to have over a million views or followers, and I want to make a million dollars. I want to have my own meat company and all. He had like 10 or 20 of these things. And he's like, you know, it's crazy on how some of the blocks just fell into place Mm -hmm. he says when i went on did the miss america thing and i announced or miss world usa when i announced the wrong winner my people were googling and tweeting me and on instagram he goes instead of having a million followers he goes i think i broke it because it just it wouldn't register and he goes after that then i was able to get celebrity family feud and then i was being asked to do all these different things and then i had a chocolate company named after me and i'm like oh my gosh but that advice is great though huge advice having a goal having a bucket list Mm -hmm. and then 
there's endless possibilities mm-hmm. and people that you meet and I appreciate I appreciate you more than anything because dude, we golfed one time and we became good friends. It probably was one of the best golfing experiences. I don't think we had. need to go into detail, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. And that, I would say that I definitely I definitely, you know, I'm not a shy person. So I'm not going to hold back. Just get me. It's me. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and I asked, I asked John too. I'm like, um, that's probably a really bad first impression. He's like, no way, man. He's just been talking about you ever since. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. It, talking about experiences, but making memories yeah. and leaving legacy. I thought of you and we've been good friends ever since. And that's been what? Two to three years, so yeah, at least three years now. Three years, yeah. Time flies by. I know it really does, man. So, no, um, but yeah, I don't know what else we want to talk about. What One else? thing I was thinking about, mm-hmm. and I haven't even mentioned on any podcast yet, and I, I'm a kind of a we talked about a lot of bucket list and we have life and you know, Lori Bell's and fashion and why we are where we are because of the people, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's more we should talk about. I kind of was thinking about this the other night too. Servicing businesses, servicing customers, servicing people—that's mm-hmm. key. But where do where do we start as entrepreneurs, business mm-hmm. owners? On if a customer comes, they have a maybe not a good experience in mind, you know, with a product or something. How do we turn that around? to a successful experience for everyone. Show them that you care. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Show them you care. Be empathetic. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Take full responsibility on yep. it. It's and not your fault. Like, we have many people that... I shouldn't say... No, just kidding. <laughs> we have a lot of people that, you know, in a customer service, in our business, it's super important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's priority number one. It's the customer experience, man. And that's the most important thing. That's what makes us who we are today is giving them the best experience possible, whether that's coming and visiting our store or shopping online. We need to give them the best experience possible. And you always have to be thinking way ahead of the game and being innovative in that area and in that space to keep creating a place for people to have a continued experience. And we're pushing the envelope with technology and changing processes and getting better about how we do things internally so that on the end of it or on the front end of it and the end of it when the customer comes in shops or goes online and gets their product they get the full engaging experience their process and customer service is huge mm-hmm. I mean it's you know you need to, need to be empathetic to their needs and you know a lot of times customers will be like man my package got lost well we have a policy that says that once it leaves our building you know we're not responsible for that and I think in anybody's business if John if you sent me a package <laughs> and it got lost in the mail my tracking number says it was delivered you that's a really hard thing to f- debate right it is yeah because it was but we on go your doorstep. a lot of times above and beyond to make sure that they're getting their product and you know we'll, we'll bend those rules if you have to you know um, you just got to do what's right for the customer do what's right and that's one thing within reason within reason and I I love that, and I like it very much. I Before I worked at A&B Business, I was at Enterprise Rent-A-Car for six years. Yeah, you would mentioned that. I liked Enterprise, and one thing that organization does a great job of is giving the management trainees, their employees, their branch managers, their system managers, the autonomy to take care of the customer. 
Mm-hmm. There's been times where I had customers return the rental car back and they're like, oh, it just smelled like smoke. Okay, sure, Mr. Customer. What sounds fair to you? How can we take care of that? I am so sorry. That's not the customer service experience that we're actually striving for at Enterprise. What can you do? Mm-hmm. What can we do for you? And the majority of folks have said, how about you just take care of the rental half off? Is that going to make you happy and give us an opportunity mm-hmm. again when you rent again from Enterprise? Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. No questions asked. Done. And then They've given you the power to do that. It's mm-hmm. a big thing. And we do a lot with that with our, you know, we've grown exponentially. Is that a good word for that? I think it's a good word. I can't spell it, though. You can't? No, I don't think so. Should we get a whiteboard up? (laughs) (laughs) We've we've had great growth and success in the last couple years, a few years, actually. Um, I think it's everything that we're applying and doing contributes to that. But a part of that success is, you know, building out those teams internally and and really, you know, we've we've laid the groundwork of the business, and now is the time. And I've taken all those. The, the beauty behind it is I've been in so many different business situations. Um, I've worked for many different organizations and companies, and you know, I've done a lot of different things. Um, my main my main background is all in IT. You know, yeah. it's been IT, IT, IT. I got a degree in architectural engineering. Didn't really use it a whole lot. Did it for a couple of years, and went back into IT again. You know, and then went back to school to, after already being in the industry for over, I'm really going on a tangent, but, you know, being in the work industry for 10, 12 plus years, going back and then getting a bachelor's. The only reason why I went back is to get a certificate and try to get a 4.0. <laughs> did you get the 4.0? I did. Good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's an accomplishment right there in itself. Yeah, huge. But I think what I was getting at is this: uh, just the experience and ed- education you get in life and... You know, applying those different facets to the business, you know, and where we're at today with um, the business in terms of cuts is customer service. You know, now we got a customer yeah. service team. Now we have a shipping or shipping department. Now we have a receiving department. And I think busy building out those businesses, we've laid a great foundation. Now it's just time to keep building all those businesses within the business, you mm-hmm. know, and giving the employees the opportunity to to kind of keep moving move forward on that you know here's where we are this is where we're going and give them a, a chance for to grasp onto bigger opportunities within within the organization we want them to stay there for, for as long as they want to be there you mm-hmm. know but in order to do that we need to create opportunities for them you want it to be a career mm-hmm. you don't want it just to be a it's job it's not a place just to go work and be yeah. sure it's just I mean, there are some jobs like that within our company it's just a job but you know it could be a career too mm-hmm. you know have you ever felt, because you guys have been very successful and keep growing every year over and over again, Yeah. pressure to reciprocate that from the previous year? Or? Always. Got to set high goals. So we, we, we meet every year. We meet more often than not now, more frequently, to make sure they're hitting our goals and metrics. And it's not about how I feel anymore. I feel we need to do this, or I feel that, that we should do this. Like, you can't feel and make a decision off feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be off of data, and so our big initiatives um, moving forward is just, you know, putting goals and metrics to things and data, and people think I'm crazy because they're like, well, spreadsheet crazy guy, what does he mean? I love spreadsheets. You know, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm an Excel. I've introduced nerd. them to a few people in the organization. They're like, now we're using it. They're like, I don't know what I do without a spreadsheet. 
and the formulas and everything it could do mm -hmm. makes life easier. But we're going more data centric minded. I think that's just you know what's going to help keep us driving to where we need to go. Big big thing there, and I like what you said mm. with, with goals. You're you're meeting. You're holding everyone accountable. Mm -hmm. See, if you guys didn't reach a goal, do you do you lower that goal at all, or do you, do you skew it down and like oh okay first quarter goal we were off by so and so dollar amount. J just keep driving to the end of the year and. We're, we're going to get there. You keep driving and make change and see what you can do to try to at least get as close as you can to that goal. Or say, like, I think you said if you didn't hit that goal at mm -hmm. the end of the year, that sucks. Um, right. But there could be things in the path of that during the process that impacted the opportunity yeah. to be able to hit the goal. So there's a rhyme and reason for everything. As long as it's a justifiable reason that it just you COVID hit. We had to close the store for two yeah. months. All right, well, that's going to impact your goals significantly. And to recoup that, that's an almost an unrecoupable thing, mm -hmm. you know. And what, kind of where I was getting at, too, Grant mm -hmm. Cardone says, never lower the goal. Never. Keep, keep I would pushing, agree with that. Keep pushing ahead. I always think of a, a train, a locomotive, just coming through a tunnel full mm -hmm. force, 100 miles per hour, and just we're going to break through that wall. We're going to figure out a way to get through it. If not... We'll figure it out <laughs> that guy works a lot like you and me yes you know it's not just an eight hour a day no no it's he an does. 18 hour a day sometimes and he's pretty omnipresent too but just always pushing out material too yeah i love the content that guy produces so yeah and he's really helped me on getting my mindset on right and just saying okay yeah i'm not happy where i'm at i need mm -hmm. to improve to help out folks you got to surround yourself around people that make you better. Mm-hmm. You know? And I... I, I was going to move to California. You and, know? Because I want to surround myself around different, smarter people. You know? It's Silicon Valley. It's San Francisco. I'm in IT. It's a great move. You know? It's super expensive, which is why we're still... Which is why we're not there. But, um, you know, landing a job out there is... It's not an easy feat. You know? You right. have to... You have to go through some lengthy, nasty, hard challengeable interviews to do that but the reason why I'm saying this is that you guys like Grant Cardone and me and you mm -hmm. I surround myself I bring you in into my world because there's something I need out of you mm -hmm. to help me keep moving and stay positive so you gotta surround yourself around people that keep you moving forward you know don't surround person. yourself around negative people I I all. say that all the time negative Nancy's or uh, Grant Cardone calls them Negative vampires. Negative vampires. It's a really good yes. And one of my old bosses. What does he? What is? What does Grant Cordain, Cordain say about vampires? You don't want. You don't want to surround yourself with people being negative. You want to surround yourself with people with positive attitudes every day. Always have a good outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And my old boss, love him to death, and he he really told us this a long time ago. And I kind of like what you mentioned, surrounding yourself around great people that have the same mindsets that want to um, take care of the same goals that you want to achieve, so on and so forth. And you kind of want to step up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some folks in life and everything, they they are good friends and everything, but if you want to reach next level, you gotta, if you want to be a, a CEO, you want to start rubbing elbows, taking lunches, going golfing with those CEOs, yeah. so on and so forth. So. Some of the best um, advice I've ever received, and I really try to do that on a 
weekly, monthly basis. So I'm not not great at it by any means, but yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I try to surround my everybody needs a mentor yeah. in your career. Just because where I'm at <clears throat> doesn't mean that I shouldn't surround, not continue to surround myself around people that are doing better or have already been there and done that because they're going to help me continue to success if they've already done that. You mm-hmm. know? Those are the kind of people I'm interested in right now, really, especially where we are at in, in business today. You know, right. we're, We don't want to just be what we are. We want to be more than what we are. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense because those people, too, they're going to keep driving you as well yeah. because they know where you're trying to get in everything and they're not gonna let you I mean, quit. sky's the limit sky is yeah you know what i mean sky's the limit when you're down and there's an a tough part COVID hits and it's affected a lot of people man it we has. feel bad for a lot of you a lot of businesses and people that have closed and you know and had hardships through that process but you know when you're when you're down you gotta you gotta get right back up mm-hmm. you know and you can't say no you can't say you can't you gotta say you can that's right don't just say you just do it and, and we'll end on this too. Mm-hmm. The other day I was visiting. We're not it? done yet. <laughs> Man, Roger just wants to be on here all day. What time is it? Are you getting lunch in yet? Wait, is there going to be a blooper reel? <laughs> I'm really. We could po- can possibly we do, blooper do bloopers. Yeah, we could do bloopers. <laughs> Sorry. When, we, we when you're in the fashion dancing. world and you work around in a women's fashion clothing, you are around women and around all that fun stuff. But I heard you're on a few good videos and everything from I some photo been. shoots and everything yes i've been on uh we've been fortunate we've had we've had mtv out which is kind of cool that is really just cool. kind of seeing the behind the scenes and how that all works and stuff um with the uh individual that we're working with on that um but you know it's just interesting getting caught on tv i made it on mtv old school guy like me that was our thing yeah. back then. i man. loved mtv i you watched know? oh my gosh I, I had to watch that episode for sure it wasn't much but hey but you made I it. made it. You made it on MTV. Yeah. What episode was it? No. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, send you a link to it, but it's uh, it's kind of cool, you know. That is be cool. a part of that, you mm-hmm. know, that experience in life. Another, it's another great experience, you know. Experiences, and I loved MTV's. What was it? Top Twenty Countdown. Yeah. Nobody knows what MTV was back in the day, man. No. It, it was that's awesome stuff. And was it was it TLR or T TR TRL? Is it TRL? remember either but i i tuned in I, I listened to a lot of music there yeah i don't know where we were going with that but experiences yeah. because music to me creates experiences because mm-hmm. i go to a concert i'm going for an experience and then when, when you feel good about an experience then you're gonna think about how i can justify that in the next step of my life mm-hmm. you may hear a song and everything Free falling, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. To me, free falling means even if I fall, I'm still gonna mm-hmm. pick myself up and move forward. And that that means probably so many different things to so many different people. But right, that's kind of how it's I good look for at the that. soul music. Mm-hmm. That's my bucket list. That's a, that was another item on my list. So get your pilot's license. Next thing under the list was um, I've played different instruments throughout the year. Well, not year, but my life and guitar, piano, drums. Never musically taken a lesson. Just do it on my own, self-taught. YouTube's great for that. I saw your piano, too. So bucket list. Music's good for the soul, man. So I'm teaching myself how to play piano and play songs that 
you know, my mother was another one, mm-hmm. you know, learning some of the songs she listened to just helps keep driving that passion to do that. Never Piano's fun. It's good. Yeah. I, I saw one of your videos there playing the mm-hmm. piano and I, I listened to it and everything. I was like, this is really good. I could probably wasn't very good, but <clears throat> I could only play one song on the piano or I could play two songs. Want to take a wild guess what they Hopscotch are? Scotch buns or whatever they call it. Pink Panther? Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's I better. I play I, Pink Panther. But I, could, I could do the Pink Panther, and I could do a little bit of Star Wars. Okay, and that's it. What's on your bucket list? What is on my bucket list? So I've always wanted to be a sports agent or own a sports team in my lifetime. That's a, big, that's, a, that's, that's a big bucket. That's pretty crazy. Um, I've been around. I've always loved sports, and I think I got that from my grandpa. And he w- he always took time to take me to sporting events mm-hmm. and games. And I think that would be a cool little thing to do. But another thing is, like you mentioned, an exotic vacation. Like, I want to go to, yeah, Alaska would be fantastic. Just, like, whip it out there. Go do something crazy. Yeah. I've been to Australia. I want to go to Australia again. That was it when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So... That, that would be on bucket list, do do something exotic. And then I want to meet, so, and, and this is, and there's no nobody's name or anything. You know how people are like, so if you can have dinner with three presidents, who would that be? Or three oh, actors yeah. or actresses. I want to have dinner with someone very inspirational. At this part of my time, I don't have a name there yet. but. Eventually, I feel like people come into our lives when we need them the most, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see who that person will be. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you right now. There's a reason why we met. There is a reason why we met. And so I believe that relationships, relationships in the path you take in life, there's a reason why you know something may change and you may go a different direction. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, "Where do you work?" And I tell them where I work, and they're like, "And what do you do there?" You know, I've helped people check out at the register, behind the register, and they come up and they're like, hey, I go, are you ready to go? They're like, yeah, um, you can help me. I'm like, sure, I can check you out. Let's, let's go. Are you a rewards member? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little caught off guard. You know, it's, it's definitely obviously a very, you know, female type business, but right behind the scenes, um, there's not very many men behind the scenes, but there are a few. I think it's always kind of interesting, though. I think it's kind of neat too when people when you throw especially that conversation they're like what sir who are you are you the janitor here yeah like and they're like no no i could take care of you it just understanding wearing different hats and everything Uh uh-huh and back in my enterprise days i washed (laughs) i washed cars i picked up people i you helped them you serviced them them, picked up cars from the impound probably not some did some repos but hey they were all experiences, and I wouldn't trade them in for anything. Seriously, I met some amazing people. But I rented a car to Randy Orton, professional wrestler. I think he was WWE champion at one time and everything yeah. when I was renting at Omaha, Epley Airfield, when I was a manager down there. He's like, do you know who I am? And he sends me his driver's license. Randy, if you're listening to it, still love you, man. Still one of my favorite wrestlers. But I'm like, Randy Orton? He goes, yeah, the WWE champion. I want the nicest thing you have. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Great. I go, great, sir. I got to help these women before you. Give me one minute or so. You put him on hold? I did. I didn't even know who he was at the time. No and then everyone, 
It's like, do you know who that was? And I'm like, yeah, Randy Orton. They're like, he's kind of like big deal. Him and John Cena, like top wrestlers. I'm like, okay. And? <laughs> right. <laughs> but oh, it, was a, it was a good story. But I appreciate all the experiences I've had in life and got to meet great people like him, yourself, and many others. So Yeah, I think life's an experience, and it should continue to be that 100%. I don't know, you know. I think that's what we need to to do in life is live life. Live life you to know, the fullest. It's not Never a, stop. We're not here for very long, so I agree. make the most of it while we can. We can. That's why you got to love what you do every day, and I love what I do every day, even though sometimes it's an 18-hour day. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you inspire me to live my life to the fullest, and everyone that's listening. I think we inspire each other. We do inspire each other, yeah. You know, I think I called you one day. I'm like, man, it's been a rough day need to meet you dropped everything to meet me we did meet and that was probably the best that means a lot i appreciate that but that meant a lot for me too because i needed someone and i was like man this day's been just a crazy day Mm -hmm. and when we sat down man we both helped each other and i think so it was we both had a good result i think too Mm -hmm. we definitely did yeah well thanks for joining me absolutely have a great day when do i get to come back keep inspiring We'll, we'll get you on schedule when do you want to be back just kidding. Month? <laughs> we could definitely look into it. Just kidding. Everybody have a great day. Be great. And if you're like Roger, do something. Write it down on your bucket list and see where that's going to take you. And inspire yourself. Inspire a family member or even a coworker. 